This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680 CJOB. Well, happy Thursday to you, Jim Toth. Big stretch over there, oh. big fella. Are you all right? Oh, just got to get... Should have done this just, before. You're just waking up. <laughs> just crack <laughs> crack on the mic and just... Wow. Ah, I've never oh. seen that before. Hi, everybody. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm good. I'm, I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad my teenage son woke up just in time for the show. <laughs> Welcome. Well, thanks for inviting me here. You How know, are you feeling? Did you get a good sleep? Yeah, well, I only got 13, 14 hours, so I should Yeah, be. that's rough. You know, kids that age need that amount of sleep, Jim. Yeah. People deride it, but they actually do. Science has spoken. I, I would love if my two-and-a-half-year-old would sleep that long, but he doesn't. He's got too much things to do. Hence, yada, 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 I'm a little tired. <laughs> <laughs> but you, yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't see that big stretch coming. Good for you. You feel better. A good stretch is oh, yeah. good. Oh, absolutely. Good way to start the day you and got the that. show. Yeah, great way to start the show. Really, listeners really getting engaged in that. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, we're going to get so, into some hot takes. I want to hear some hot takes from you about the Winnipeg Jets in the upcoming offseason. I mean, in the offseason, which is the upcoming season. What do you think the Winnipeg Jets are going to do? I want to hear your hottest, the hottest of the hot takes, and then we'll talk about them. Uh, if you if you do send that to us, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868, send those to us. Um, bold, hot, make them spicy is what I'm trying to say. And then Jim and I will do. So we'll, no holds barred. We no can at any time roll our eyes and go. Well, we uh, might, we, we may, we may roll our eyes. Um, we may roll our eyes, but that's part of it. You know what I mean? You're, you're the person that's sending, that's going to send us something that might make us roll our eyes. They're probably rolling our eyes at us all the time. True, they're yeah. eye rollers. They're eye rollers at the Jets at noon. Um, I got a hot hot take that somebody sent me yesterday or the day before, either on email or the text line was uh, Mark Shifley to Calgary for mm. Dan Vladar. Wow. Now cap wise, you'd have to. Wow, there'd be get some, a little something else out of some shifting anyways. Yeah. Uh, joining the program right now, Mark Steven, uh, Hall of Fame broadcaster out of Calgary, voice of the Stampeders as well on CHQR. Mark, how you doing? Oh, good. Just uh, listening to the parental advice there. Pretty exciting. So, <laughs> yes. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Have a big stretch yourself, eh, Mark? Except you yeah, get up a little right. earlier than Cam. <laughs> that's right. Um, there you go. Well, Mark, I mean, I mean, it's 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 you know we were to, we were speaking to somebody. We were speaking to. Um, uh, Marty Klinkenberg with the Globe and Mail out in Toronto. There's kind of a lot of question marks in, in with the Maple Leafs uh, this offseason as there is here in Winnipeg. Um, you know, will something happen? Won't something happen with, with Connor Hellebuck, Mark Shifley? Are they still going to be Winnipeg Jets when the preseason goes? Uh, there's just as many question marks with the Calgary Flames for the second year in a row. Um, it's it's nothing but action there, and and general manager Craig Conroy on, on the job here for the first time. I mean, perhaps not as big as a task um, uh, as last year, uh, but listen, there's there's a lot of movement that still that still is going to come here. So, I mean, uh, give us an overview, assess the situation right now uh, with the Calgary Flames in this off season, and you know they got pending UFAs just like the Winnipeg Jets do. 
Oh, they do, and they've got a lot of them. Uh, you know, they started the offseason with seven guys who will be looking for contracts beyond this year. They traded one away, and Tyler Toffoli went to New Jersey. They've got several others, and several others who are linchpins of the team, guys like Michael Backlund, who's been here for a long, long time. He's the ranking veteran here. Also, uh, they have Noah Hannafin on defense. They've got Elias Lindholm up front. There are others, but those are some of the more prominent ones. And, yes, it is decision time. They've got to figure out who stays, who goes, then uh, get into the trade market if that's what it takes. Because certainly, the, you know, the Johnny Gaudreau thing still hangs over the team the way that was, you know, down to the last second. And he just said, sorry, guys, I'm moving on. And they just felt, uh, you know, they were left at the altar there. So uh, that hangs over their head. And the pressure to do something is fairly intense. Yeah, you know what, Mark? That, that kind of taught the rest of the league a lesson. I mean, and I, and I think yep. that um, for the Winnipeg Jets, I mean, looking at their pending UFAs coming up here with Mark Scheifele and Connor Hallibach, I mean, especially in a market like Winnipeg, you know this, they, they can't just let those guys walk for nothing. Nope, totally. And that's, uh, that's exactly the situation the Flames are going to be faced with. Uh, you know, they just have to figure it out. And, uh, you know, they're going to have to set some hard deadlines here and just tell these guys, you know what, uh, we've given you an offer or we think you're part of it, but we got to know. We can't just hang around and, you know, let guys make decisions and contemplate offers. Well, you know what, it's nice to have player empowerment, but uh, the Flames and the Jets, they have uh, obligations and rights as well. They have uh, the hammer in some cases. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting situation. In this day and age, I'm not surprised that players are like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to resign a year from now or trying to dictate their future or pick where they want to play. What I am surprised about is how they think that they just have the, the utmost amount of patience and time. Like they think that, you know, I'll decide, you know, when I want to decide and, and not understanding that it, it, what you just said, Mark, teams need to know now how hard, how much hardball will Craig play over the next couple of weeks? He has to, right? Absolutely. There's a lot of pressure on him. And most of the pressure right now is on uh, the situation with Elias Lindholm, who is the first-line center. He's a very good player. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's a Tier 1 center on every single team in the league, but he's still a good player. They offered him eight times eight and a half. So just think of that, eight years, eight and a half. Uh, you know, that's a reported offer that is out there. I, I think that's incredibly generous. And, you know, yeah. he says, oh, I need time to think about it. You know, I want to contemplate. And, you know, I'm not trying to be a jerk about it because probably the last contract you'll ever sign if it's an eight-year deal. So I understand that. But what's left to contemplate exactly? And this was months ago. This isn't, you know, they don't have to have an answer by supper time. This is a, a few days ago. And I guess all I can draw is that uh, Calgary isn't part of the plans. And that's fine. He can do what he wants. But the Flames then have to cover themselves as well. Yeah, Mark, it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, Alex Dabrinkit, uh before he was, well, after he was traded from Ottawa to Detroit, uh, said, well, you know, I, I, I wasn't there really long enough to, to really think about staying long term, I, you know, I just there wasn't enough time. It's like he was there for over a year, like a year. I mean, mm-hmm. like I mean, it's a year, and he he made a decision pretty quick that Detroit was a place he wanted to sign with. I mean, that decision didn't take a year; it took probably a matter of hours. Well, that's right. But, but these guys have rights to players. I don't want to diminish it and say that uh, you'll do what we tell you to do. That day is long gone. But uh, the teams have rights and obligations, too. If it's just not going to work out, hey, we got to move along. We, we just can't wait forever for you to figure this out. Uh, you know, the, the Lindholm thing, I think, is uh, a perfect example of that. He's been here five years, you know, mm-hmm. and he played in Carolina for four years. He, he knows what's going on in the NHL. So, uh, you know, if it's not Calgary, maybe it's not for whatever the reason. But the Flames have got to get a move on and just say, Goodbye. We're just not. This isn't going to work. We're not going to wait for you to walk out the door. 
The other question I wanted to ask you today, Mark, was who do you think bounces back well? And and I know Jonathan Huberto's there, Markstrom's there. Um, I don't even know if bounce back well. You know, guys have down seasons. It happens. But is there enough of the guys who are signed here to, to sort of do some damage? What are you expecting from some of those huge names that just had down seasons last year? Well, certainly Nazem Kadri is going to be under the gun, too. He was not particularly effective, and by the end of the year, he was grumbling about his ice time and his position in the lineup. Well, a minus 19 might have had something to do with that, too. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Cooper, though. His mega deal kicks in. It's eight figures next year. That, that's by far the biggest deal the Flames have ever paid anyone. So uh, he's an obvious one to step up and get it done. You're right about the goaltender. Markstrom needs to pick it up. And, and collectively, one thing they have to do uh, is beat teams below them in the standings. So one of the reasons why uh, they missed the playoffs, Jets were in, is their terrible record against some of the lower tier teams like uh, you know Columbus, Chicago, they lost a lot of points to those teams and it's one of the reasons they're on the outside. How do you feel about Ryan Huska taking things over? Of course, I mean, there was obviously the the feeling that Daryl Sutter's time had had come to an end. He, the players weren't engaged. They weren't they weren't falling like they were the previous year. Uh, things really went off the rails. Uh, how do you feel about Ryan Huska taking things over? Well, I think it's a good choice. And, uh, you know, whatever apprenticeship program there is for NHL coaches, he's kind of followed it, you know, several years in Kelowna, uh, in the Western Hockey League, then several years here at the Flames organization with their American League affiliate, then moved up to be an NHL assistant. So he's done the circuit, so he knows all of these players. He's been with the Flames for a long time, or at least the players that Flames have drafted and signed. And, uh, you know, he'll certainly bring a different demeanor. There's no getting around that. So, uh, you know, he was also responsible for for the uh, penalty kill, which was one of the uh, attributes of the Flames last year. They did have a good uh, penalty kill. They were consistently in the top ten, uh, you know, six through ten most of the year. So there are some good things there, but it was as much as anything a need to reset the tone and the mood, and he'll certainly do that. Who do you think the two goaltenders are on opening night? Oh, great <laughs> question. Yes. Um, I heard your comments there, and yes, I do think there's an excellent chance Dan Pilar will be moving on. Uh, where to? I don't know. Maybe Winnipeg's the place. I don't know. But, uh, you know, they do have Dustin Wolf, who is the American Hockey League uh, MVP and had a fabulous season. He did play the final regular season game for the Flames. And, you know, I think he's proven everything he's uh, got to prove at the uh, American League level. So I think it's time to uh, give him a crack at the NA level, and that suggests to me that Dan Valar will be on the move. And, uh, you know, he was good. Uh, Markstrom has to be better, but no, I think there's a, a good chance that Dan Valar is somewhere else next year. Mark Stephen, Hall of Fame broadcaster out of Calgary, voice of the Stamps as well as uh, on CHQR. Mark, thanks so much. Always uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. Okay, it was great to be in Winnipeg last week. Really enjoyed it, and I hope we can catch up again, guys. Yeah, Absolutely. we'll talk to you soon. And uh, Mark... Uh doing it for decades a legend and uh, gets up way before noon for decades now <laughs> yeah well that said so he's, point taken he's a hard-working guy <laughs> he's a hard-working guy a really uh, good guy always loved longest him serving him uh him and greg peterson longest serving uh tandem play by play he's 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 number one now after bob retired he's the longest serving and listen mark's not stopping anytime soon that's for sure when i came to radio in 2011 um one of the first people bob irving suggested having on was mark yeah and, and um uh, said great guest always accommodating and he really Really is no matter what time you call any information you want mm-hmm. one of the best guys in the business a really good guy mark no no it took me under his wing i started doing stats there really started getting into into the sports and, and mark was nothing but wonderful to me when during my time in calgary uh really appreciated his his mentorship that's 
That's for sure. And his patience uh, for me in the, in the stats booth when I was getting my uh, uh, nothing but support from him. I'm a big fan of Mark Steven. Let's take a break. Let's come back. Hey, guys, we want your hot takes. We need more hot takes from you. We've got a couple so far. we got more than a couple. Um, we got lots to come to as well. Jim, did you see this? I mean, I know the ESPYs are lame. LeBron James, hey, I'm coming back next year. Oh, don't get me started on LeBron like, James. Like, okay, of course, like, did anybody think he was retiring? Because that's what he has to do, right? That's how big of an ego LeBron James has. When he's walking out, he's got to be like, yeah, I don't know if I'm coming back, so that that continues. This is like, like you and who I, believed that? It's like you and I signing off today and go, but don't worry, Manitoba, we'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Just the arrogance. Look, LeBron is... One of the greatest players of all time. Top three. In all sports. I will go to my deathbed saying there's no way it, with load management and how he always takes the Minnesota Timberwolves road games off and all that. He's as good as Jordan. He's not. But he's the all-time points leader. He's probably the second best NBA player to ever walk the planet of the earth. He does a lot of great things off the court for society and everything else. But his ego of I'm going to take my talents to South Beach. And having not learned one thing from that to last night's, lucky for you guys, it's not right now. <laughs> How about tomorrow? How about today? LeBron, is hey, it today? Anyways, there's another crazy thing out of the ESPYs. I'll tell you what it is after this. You're welcome, Manitoba. Chats at noon on 680-CJOB. So the ESPYs uh, had... Um, you know, they, they handed awards, best hockey player, best soccer player, whatever. But they had the best hockey player yesterday, and this was their list of the ESPYs. Oh, no. Linus Allmark. Okay. Okay, I have Vesna winner. David Pasternak. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Heart candidate. Sure. Uh, Connor McDavid, obviously. Heart winner. Heart winner, yeah. Good yeah, list. Okay. Jonathan Marcheseau, Vegas Golden Knights. What? Jonathan Marcheseau was, was also nominated. For the was, hockey player of the year. Best hockey player. Best hockey player. Best hockey player. The best hockey player, that's Jonathan what it, that's what it is. It's it's the best hockey player. I don't even think Jonathan Marsha show thinks he's the best. No, hockey he doesn't. Player. How does he get on that list? Well, he won the Conn Smythe. Yeah, best NHL player. Jonathan Marsha show. Who did knew? he win? No, it, was it would be Connor McDavid. Be so, oh, Connor, Connor McDavid. McDavid won. Won. All right, yeah. let's get a hot take. Send him over 204-780-6868. We'll be right Jonathan back. Jonathan Marsha. Oh, ridiculous. ESPN. Come on, guys. Hey. Lucky for you guys, we'll be back. LeBron James. Chats at noon on 680-CJOB. Right now, 25 degrees at 680-CJOB. Back to two guys who definitely don't think Jonathan Marchessault is the best player in the NHL. It's Jets at noon. Is he the best player, Skylar Peters? Name me a better player in is the he, NHL over the last three months, gentlemen. Is he better than Jonathan Taves? A better player, Mark Stone. Come on, Connor Bedard. Have you seen those early Team Canada lists he was he was on he's the he's the 13th forward i don't uh, know how you put first of all how do you put connor bedard on team canada lists right now are you out of your mind i was at a funeral service last week and there's i can't say anything one of the distant cousins showed up and he's got a u.s scholarship hockey um and when the name bedard came up he was like his wrists are like he was as a college hockey player with a scholarship, he said, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed that like I haven't done more work on my forearms and stuff. Like That's how he's got such a great shot. 
And I'm like, I've never looked at Connor Bedard's wrist, so I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you don't even have to look at his wrist to know he's got him. You just see the way he shoots it. Like, I guess. He might be the best player in the National Hockey League, Connor Bedard. (laughs) According to ESPN. I think he's the greatest player to ever yes, walk ESPN this ESPN and Vladimir you, Guerrero Jr. was Wayne, born in Cuba. Wayne Gretz, Gretz <laughs> Sky? Do you remember when NBC about a month ago it's put out weird who's the greatest athlete to ever wear number 99? Well, JJ Watt. absolutely vilified because it was like J.J. <laughs> Watt and Mark Gastineau and everybody in Canada was like going, are you... What is wrong? The guy with you? That has more assists than anyone has points, oh, maybe. And, I, I, I wonder uh, <laughs> what did you why think they of, put Marsh uh, shows the SB on the Skyler, What did you think best of best NHL hockey player? What did you think of LeBron James last night? Just basically doing. I'm taking my talents See, to I South should, Beach for a second now, time. Now, now, before you answer this, Skyler, I should have known better than to mention LeBron James on this show. Because I like to get Jim going on. Yeah, LeBron get him James. riled up. Yeah, yeah I saw Forche. Trying to go for the timeout, like LeBron probably would actually, because you guys were, you guys were going overtime there with your, you know, you get. I was well. I gotta you gotta, try, you you gotta j- time it right when you get him fired up with LBJ. Wow, I know it's problem. It's problematic. It's my mistake actually. Bron's a man. He runs the uh, the NBA until he's done, boys. So uh, oh, he does. It's his he, he well, that's he's, my he problem with him. He literally runs the NBA. He does. Yeah, I'm cool. There's no it. doubt about it. It's like how Tiger Woods runs golf, and he. Plays two tournaments a year, WDs from one, and misses the cup by six in the other. He's still the Tiger man. Tiger Woods doesn't run golf. He he does so. Well, how come he couldn't in stop the proposed, then? In the proposed agreement. To, Le- LeBron uh, to, James to, can literally get a person fired, and that's not right as a player in the league. He can literally get his coach, GM, and also make trades. As a player in a team, but then, but then you can, you'll turn around and say that players have no control in the in. I don't say that. The NBA, the NBA is the best it. example of a player run league. Yeah, it's a yeah. player run. I mean, James Harden wants to be a Clipper next year. It'll probably happen. Does anybody think he's not going to be an LA Clipper? Like no. not out of Philly, not to a team that he likes, but he will be on the team that he wants to play for next so this, year. This is my this is my thing with the NBA and. It's just my mindset and where I am, how I was raised, all that stuff. I can't stand the NBA and its player-run nonsense. I can't stand it. But how can I sit here and say it doesn't work when the NBA is on an incredible trajectory? Yeah. An incredible trajectory right now. Because they were— It is way bigger, and the more that they've handed things over to the players— the more profitable the league has been and the more successful it's been. I, so how can I say that it... I, I don't like it personally, but, is but that it's not for me. because of the players? Now, I will give you this. There's more people watching it than ever because of the movement. Okay. And that, that's what this NHL season is going to be like. Like, if Nylander moves and Hellebuck moves and all... Like, people watching the NHL next year will go up. The, the NBA, because people want to see what happens. People want to see where these guys went and what, what transpires. That's what the NBA has going for it. And, and you make a point. It is driven by the players, this, these changes. Yeah. But it's horrific. Nobody, like... They're, they're, it's uh, horrific when a guy can in, pick the team he wants to play for. How many guys has LeBron brought to L.A.? His choice, and it's all been garbage. <laughs> He's, he's done an awful job as Russell the GM Westbrook, of the He Lakers. is the worst he's, GM in the league, and he's not even a GM. Yeah, that's true. He can't pick talent that works. <laughs> well, the Lakers make a billion dollars a year. like Because Russell Westbrook's here now, and let's sell a billion fine. jerseys, and, okay. let's, and they're well, awful. So would you rather 
what and look talk about these trajectories they're on with salary cap what players are getting paid because between the NBA and the NHL it was very similar what, like 25 30 years ago yeah. i watched connor mcdavid go up to accept like the first of four trophies at the NHL awards i'm like i have to turn this is embarrassing for the, this is the guy that runs the NHL he has he's a robot and that's fine oh totally but the nba leans into the players personalities and all of a sudden as soon as um, the denver nuggets won the nba championship almost the next day was more exciting because we start the off season and all these changes Con- are going to happen connor mcdavid did a, like a question and answer about how his summer was going and he literally gave two sentence answers and that was supposed to get people to click on it on nhl.com he, yeah. what are you where what's your favorite place to vacation I just got back from Utah. That was nice. So I'll go with that. Well, and that yeah, was his but answer. That's an individual. I, I mean, we're also to the point of the NBA, Connor McDavid wanted Connor Brown to be an oiler. Connor Brown's an oiler. Like there is some power here, but it's not ruining the league. Like it is the NBA. Well, why is, why is the NBA ruined? It's, you can't say it's ruined. Players are making $42 are you a new million dollars a year. Are you a new Orleans fan? No, I don't watch <laughs> the NBA. Are you a Minnesota Timberwolves fan? No. These guys are going to the five cities that they want to go to, Brooklyn, L.A., maybe Philly. They go to Miami, and those are the teams that are going to win every year because players drive the, the, the way the league well, goes. Unless you have a guy like Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo who's like, I'm staying in Milwaukee and I'm going to build this that team That is the here. rarity, though. That's and a rarity. That's, that's why it's a, a, that's that why it's a, a story. That is a rarity. It the is. third center on, like, I don't even know this guy's name. He, I think he came from Denver or Utah. He's like the third center of the Timberwolves sign. They're going with some big man rotation. He makes $20 million a year. Wow. He's the third center. The 11th, yeah. 12th Boys, man Connor in the NBA McDavid has become... 13 million dollars the um the uh how can you say the nhl is doing better than the nba it is not no as a competitive league it is as a competitive league it is when the playoffs started who had florida in the stanley cup final the team that's won the most nba playoff games over the last five years is boston they haven't won a championship no team has won two championships in the last five years now that we're past this golden state thing i'd say it's pretty competitive the I NBA. couldn't tell you who's going to win the 2024 yeah. NBA you know, title the, right Mi- the Miami Heat and the LA Lakers were in the play-in games. They both made it to the to The, the NHL Conference just had Western 16 Conference teams final. make the playoffs, and 10 to 12 of them could have won it. Yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm not... The NBA just finished their NBA Finals, and there was three teams that could have won it. Okay. A seven seed was in the Finals total. Eight seed was in the Finals total. Yeah. I, I will say that there, it is, there is much... This year. There's much yeah. more parity in the National Hockey League than there is in the Thank NBA. You. That's not because enough for discussion. Because it's not player-driven. That's no, wrong. I agree with that. And the cap prevents it from being. But there, but to say that like there is there's pretty good competition in the NBA. It's gotten a lot better over the last. Well, there's bit. there's good competition, but yeah. I mean compared to the NHL, like to your point, Skyler, if these moves happen, if William Nylander is no longer a Leaf, I, I would say even with the moves already, people are going to be glued yeah. to it. People are going to be glued to see what Toronto can do with these changes that they've done. We're all in Winnipeg wondering if is this a playoff team? Are they better without Wheeler and Dubois? You know, these are storylines, but this is a rare off-season, right? Yeah. And so to your point, but it can't be player-driven. See, but the NBA— It can't be Connor McDavid sitting there going, you've got to get me Nathan McKinnon. And Nathan McKinnon somehow ends up in Edmonton. That's what the NBA is like. If if you 
don't want the league to look like that, then you're going to look at teams like Winnipeg and Calgary and Edmonton, like all the Canadian teams outside of maybe Toronto being disadvantaged because of money, because the league's not making enough money and players want to go to to places where they can maximize their earnings. And it's going to be Vegas and it's going to be the two Florida teams because there's no state tax because they can't earn enough with an $83 million cap that hasn't gone up in four years. And it's going to go up, what, $4 million next year? Great. What are you going to sign? Two more third liners with that? Yeah. Give give a guy a raise that he like deserves. Like Conor McDavid, yeah. for, for all the influence he has the on the game of hockey, did, we make it like $25 mil. Did, aren't we going to be in for it here in the next couple of years? Like, didn't Bettman say they made $3 billion last year? Well, they expect the cap to go up $4 mil next year. That is huge in the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that is massive in the NHL. It goes up $4 every year in the NBA. That's a But problem. yeah, but if it goes up $4 million this year, it'll probably go up 3 to 4 next year. Like, within the next four to five years, I think there's 10 more mil in the cap. Which is it, good. Well, it's so. it's going to go up significantly over the next two or three years. I hope to God it does. If it doesn't go up, it's not good for the league. It isn't. No, the cap has to go up. And honestly, and honestly, the owners should have they should have jumped it up this year. All this, all this escrow crap. I don't even understand. If if they are making that kind of cash, a lot of, more of it has to go down to the players. But my point it's to ridiculous. What, how healthy a league is and how much money they're making and how much the players' salaries are have nothing to do with allowing your players. To, to run organizations. No, well, but we I think, want, but we I, want LeBron James so bad that we're going to give him whatever he wants. To my point of, well, if yeah. Connor McDavid wants Nathan McKinnon in Edmonton, it's not going to happen. I agree, Jim. I'm with but you. But if LeBron James wants, name the 12 players he's picked and gotten to him and coaches that he's handpicked and the other yeah, ones he's gotten rid like, of. Yeah, but in basketball, there's only like, what, 13 guys on a team and seven of them see like more than 15 minutes. What right? does that like, have to do with a well, player just, running the organization? I, it's easier to, like, Connor McDavid could get Nathan McKinnon there. They could still get bounced first round because they don't have a goalie, you know? Yeah, you, but, build, you build a super team with your big three, and you're you pretty much yeah, guaranteed. That's my point of LeBron James being an awful GM. <laughs> well, that, yeah, I'm not debating he, that. He has picked and chosen every player in LA, and well, they can't. I don't like players. Well, they did win a championship. I, yeah, I, but, I, oh, in the bubble, come on, that doesn't count. But like, <laughs> but people like it, no. But the thing, the thing is, I don't like that it's player run league. But I can't argue with the dollars at the end of it. I, I, just, I just think there's there's a yeah, better but the balance dollars were the there prior. The dollars were there in the Jordan Larry you Bird think, era. You think they that, made it global. They you, made it. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone above. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. gone way above. I mean, back to the days when Alan Iverson a tour in China. It's a global thing now. Yeah, and obviously it's doing extremely well and good for it. But it's not to Skyler's point. A lot of people watch the NBA because of the change. The problem with the change is, is pl- couple player driven. Like James Harden and Kevin Durant, they're what is going on with them? Well, well, how are they picking and, and choosing Miller not only too. where they play but who they'll play with? <laughs> this, what's this is what's going to happen though, right? And and but that is what's going to get headlines all. It's summer like me coming in here today now. and going, I want to do my show at seven tonight. I'm a little it's tired get, instead of noon, and then I get to do my show at seven. The NHL is going to be s- crickets for the next six weeks before training camp. It's going to pick up again, but it's going to be crickets. And the NBA is going to have all the headlines all throughout summer about where Harden's going, what's going on with this, what's going on with that. There are no dog days for like Stephen A. Smith and Kendrick Perkins. No. Every day they got something. And if not, they'll make a top five list that's so absurd it gets people talking. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was a good discussion. And it was pertinent to the NHL because there are there are a bunch of things the NHL could do better marketing-wise. Yeah. I yeah. just, like Connor McDavid, you can't force him to have a He's a robot. I mean, no, no. Not, but what you can do is not stifle the players yes. who do have personalities. What's your, what's your kind of? What's your favorite pizza, Connor? Pepperoni. 
Like if, like, if, I mean, look at Nate Schmidt, right? Yeah, or Rucker McGrory, like last couple weeks. It's been awesome. Like those, but you can't put that in Connor McDavid. You're either no. a guy like that or not. But who do we go he's to a, when he's we want to have fun? Or... Killing robot. Yeah, yeah and the NHL needs more people. Why? He's, he's a fa- hockey he's team a, killing he's, robot. He's, 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 a, he's the I'm face not, of the I'm league, not, though. He is. He's I'm the not face of the league. He's human. Well, he's he the face of the league. Yeah, but he's got. There's nothing going on there. No, it's and you know what? And Connor Bedard probably. The future face of the league, or co, you know, the two yeah. Connors for the next ten that years. That is a great. He point. seems like he has a, a pretty good personality, but like more I, than he's gonna, he's not gonna in ten years from now be Nate Schmidt. How no. you're gonna? If anything, he's gonna be more guarded because of. Well, you know what? I you know what would help my personality living in Chicago instead of Edmonton. There's 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 a reason why there's a reason why in the hockey world spit and chicklets is so popular, and it's because it's different. Yeah, it's a it's a fresh. It's a perspective that a ton of people have, but in the hockey world doesn't come out. And I'm not saying all they do is great. I'm just saying it's a fun, you know, we're going to make fun of people. We're going to take jabs at people. We're going to talk how players talk. And and they'd like rip each other on the show, you know. And you've been in enough hockey rooms. That's how teams are. Yeah. Teams are giving each other jabs, but but in the media, you never get that because they're so guarded. Because the minute they, I mean, look at this market. The minute one player says something, all of a sudden, two days later, players have to answer for it, and the, the torch is out on Portage. The man. torches are out, and and well, you know, there's it's it, there's there's a there's a cultural difference between people who watch the NBA and people who are big NHL fans. So there has to be a balance. There has to be a balance there within the league, within both leagues. I mean, there, it's just it's just different. It's just different, and so I think that it's it's okay that it's different, but I think it needs to go a little bit more to the other side. The problem the NHL also has is that award show you just mentioned, the All-Star Game. Like, David Pasternak, I think, should get compensation from the league for all the skits they make him do, and it's so uncomfortable, and it's not natural, and he's doing his best to have fun with these kids, but it's so old-person driven humor of let's put a a player with a kid and have the kid say that he's better than this player and watch the player react. Yeah. Like it's not natural. It's not given. And and that's the one thing you you can't put that in a player. Skylar, I'm so sorry if you have like stories. (laughs) Next news. I I hope everybody enjoyed this (laughs) because it is a a discussion. We it's, it's impromptu here, but the NHL needs to do more things. The last thing I think pro pro leagues need is players like I like the voice of the players and I like them getting what they're worth. They're the ones who make the money. They're the ones who sell the tickets. I understand all of that. Yeah. But when a league gets to where a player is picking and choosing his coach, his teammates, that's that's over and above. And I don't think it's good for anybody. Can, right. I, can I say one quick thing? Yeah, we, before we, we go? got to go, though. We got to go. Uh, MLB All-Star Game. Uh, two biggest stars in the sport. Vlad, or that weekend, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. won the home run derby. Shohei Otani, obviously Shohei Otani. Yeah. Both don't speak English. And the MLB still does a better job by a multitude of six of advertising their biggest stars than the NHL. I was around Lost when Patrick Waugh's English was being criticized. You're a star in the league and you need to speak better English. Yeah. I, now I, I we're think, living in a, in, in a no, world. I, and I was, I was opposed to that at the time. I'm like, who cares? And now we live in a time where guys have been in the majors for five and six years and still can't speak See, English, I, and we're fine with I, it. I think Shohei Otani, when he speaks in, in Japanese, I'm, I'm not sure his English, obviously, is not as good as his Japanese, but I, I think that he's just speaking to his country, and he wants to make sure that those clips are going to go on the Guerrero radio. Vlad can speak English. Well, there's no doubt about that. He just chooses he, not to. Yeah, let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side, take a look at weather. 
hot takes. I got some hot takes. I'm collecting your hot takes. We got to do this again tomorrow. We're going to have to do we this just again had tomorrow. A ton of hot takes, no, but we they decided, were ours. Yeah, they were ours. Not our listeners. I'll get some of you guys, your guys' hot takes on here, and then I'll, I'll share mine tomorrow. Uh, we'll continue on with this conversation as well. This was a, that was a lot of fun. All right, thanks so much for your guys' text messages. Uh, Chris Harvey says, "LOL, you guys cheering for the suits or the players?" This texter says, "NBA smallest player roster size of all major sports, less watered down talent wise than all other sports as well." Thanks so much for the text messages, guys. We'll be right back. Chats at noon on six eighty CJOB. We got time for a, a couple hot takes here from you guys. 204-780-6868. If you don't hear your hot take today, we're going to, we're going to roll with this tomorrow. Uh, Cause we got some really great responses from you guys. And uh, I got some stuff that I didn't even get to. So um, this hot take, uh, we just had such a good discussion there about the NBA and the NHL and marketing and stuff here, but this hot, this hot take from this texter, they strip the a off Shifley. If they can't trade him, I think if Shifley is going to be a member of this team, I think he's going to have a letter on his sweater. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's going to, I wonder if they have a captain though. Like we, we debated that. I knew they wouldn't name a captain at all last year, but this year going into the season, I wonder if Adam Lowry or Josh, I think it's going to be Josh Morris. So do I just because based on how, you know, his year last year um, and his commitment to the team, not that, not that Lowry doesn't have three more years on his deal, but uh, this one, Shifley and Hellebuck and a first round pick for Connor McDavid. Okay. Now you're being silly. Now you're being silly. Edmonton is not trading him. Uh, and this one, Cam and JT, my hot take, uh, trade Shifley for a box of tape and a dozen sticks to anyone who will take the deal, Ted. Oh, that's not nice. Okay, so, Ted, here's the problem with these hot takes. How does that make the Jets better? Yeah. So pick your player that you don't like on the Jets and tell me if just getting rid of them for a seventh-round pick makes the team better. It doesn't. No. So – I mean, I get Ted's having fun with us and stuff, but I get this yeah. all the time, right? Like, it's just that and my other favorite one was trade Mark Stewart or um, Chris Thorburn for Tyler Bertuzzi. And I'm like, yeah. if you think those guys are terrible, what makes you think you're you're going to – and they weren't terrible in my mind, but, um, but that's interesting, uh, the captain thing for sure. And then, I mean, Mark Shifley's interesting, right? If he comes back here. I just, I don't know, like, how you deal this at the deadline. I don't know how a better deal would be during the season than. But you don't have a number one center start in the year. That's the thing. Anyways, yeah. Jim, you're going to take things all the way until 3 o'clock. That's it for me. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Fortier, for putting up with us today. And that's it. I'll be back same time tomorrow to wrap up the week. See ya. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB.